Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Thanks for joining us for another edition of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. I'm your host for this week's episode, Taylor West. I'm also the deputy director at NCIA. And with me is my partner in crime and our fearless leader, executive director, Aaron Smith. Thanks for joining me, Aaron. Great to be here as always, Taylor. So here we are, almost at the end of what was a very eventful year. (laughs) Uh, But before we close it out for good and start plunging into 2017, Aaron and I thought we would take a look back at some of our highlights of 2016. Um, To start with, one of the best parts of this year was seeing some concrete results out of the work that NCIA and our allies have been doing on the Hill. For the last couple of years, we've worked with members of Congress to pass the Rohrabacher Farr Amendment, which prevents the Department of Justice from using federal funds to go after medical marijuana patients providers who are operating legally in their states. And now in 2016, we're seeing some real victories from that, right, Aaron? That's right. And, you know, there's been many, many challenges at the federal level, and and it's been really gratifying to see some real tangible progress. Uh, We've seen a a case out of California that uh, led to victory at the end of 2015, because a court found that they could not use resources uh, to go after, in that case, the Marin Alliance for Medical Marijuana. Uh, and this was huge because it you know, ultimately led to, I think, uh, other cases being dropped, such as a very high-profile case of Harborside Health Center in Oakland. And then this year, the Ninth Circuit weighed in on a combination of other appeals cases uh, that were under review and ruled that Rohrbacher Farr prevented all of those prosecutions from moving forward as well. And that's binding uh, in the Ninth Circuit, which, which encompasses the, the West Coast of the United States. Uh, and I think uh, really, uh, as we've worked on these issues uh, for so long, sometimes even, even to those of us in D.C. lobbying Congress, sometimes the work over the years has felt almost symbolic. And it was really gratifying to see real, tangible, uh, real-world results Uh, that are really helping patients and providers across the country. Yeah, that really was amazing. And as a lot of people probably know, the Rohrabacher Farr Amendment is one that has to be renewed every year in the budget. So that's something we will continue to be working on. It did get renewed at the end of this year with a continuing resolution that will carry it through April. Uh, But we'll be working in Congress very hard to make sure that that continues to stay in. Another amazing part of our year within CIA was holding our largest cannabis industry lobby days ever. We had more than 150 cannabis business leaders fly into Washington, D.C., did two full days of meetings with members of Congress and their staffs, and managed to do nearly 200 meetings in all. Uh, It's hard to explain, if you haven't been there, how much of an impact it makes 
when real people come to D.C. and tell their stories to the people who are making policy on Capitol Hill. I know this is one of your favorite times of year, Aaron. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the Lobby Days is really, really a special uh, opportunity for members to engage with the association and, and most importantly, policymakers in Washington. And it's, you know, it's one thing for uh, members of Congress and their staff to hear from our lobbyists every day uh, as we speak on behalf of the industry or see, you know, see a glimpse of the industry through the lens of the mainstream media. Uh, but it's a whole other thing when uh, lawmakers are able to actually meet face-to-face and shake hands with uh, the people that make up uh, this amazing industry that's growing across the country. And Lobby Days does just that. It's an opportunity to really put a face on the cannabis industry and really humanize this you know, this business sector. Really helps to demystify uh, cannabis to those who, you know, even in members of Congress who represent states with cannabis industries in place, oftentimes haven't met uh, business people in the industry. And, and this is really the best opportunity to to change that. That's so true. Those whole two days were amazing. They're amazing every year, but this year was really special because of of how many people we had attending. What do you think was the highlight for you of this year's Lobby Days? Well, well, each and every year, I really just notice how much more seriously we're being taken uh, in meetings on the Hill and and, uh, talking with, with staff. You know, it used to be just a few years ago, it was, you know, usually stoner jokes and, and, you know, members laughing at us when we were coming into their office. And now, almost universally, even by our opponents, we're taken very seriously. And and one one uh, kind of example of that that I saw this year was we did a, a pack reception uh, just just down the street from uh, from that one of the house office buildings and invited uh, six members of Congress to come and speak, six of our champions. And uh, and of course, they all came and gave you know uh, great great talks to the crowd as we raised money. Uh, for the cannabis industry pack, but what was really, uh, r- really gratifying to see was, you know, we we had members of Congress texting their colleagues uh, and saying, "Hey, you're missing out. You got to come over here to this cannabis industry event." And we ended up with, with I think eight or ten members of Congress by the end of the day that had that had just popped in and and because they they heard this was happening and they have such busy schedules that that's you know would have been unprecedented. Uh, in our industry, just just a couple of years ago, where we were we were clamoring to get any elected official out to an event. Yeah, that was incredible to see folks that, like you said, might have been afraid to to come to a cannabis industry event just a few years ago. Now recognizing that we are truly a a force to be reckoned with, and also really important people for them to meet, uh, especially if they are just getting started with cannabis businesses in their in their states. And I should say, as we're talking about all of this amazing, uh, all of these amazing experiences at Lobby Days, that in fact, registration is open for our next Cannabis Industry Lobby Days. That will be May 16th and 17th, 2017. Uh, we have registration available on our website. If you go to thecannabisindustry.org, under our events menu, there's an entry for the Cannabis Industry Lobby Days. You do have to be an NCIA member uh, to participate in our lobby days. So it's one of many things that makes membership uh, worthwhile. And this year, we're excited that it will be happening uh, around the same time as the Marijuana Business Daily Spring Conference, uh, which is happening in the D.C. area as well. So their conference starts on May 17th. So it's an opportunity to come to D.C., uh, spend the week there, 
get some incredible lobbying experiences in and also uh, get a chance to attend the uh, Marijuana Business Daily show. Uh, two, two exciting events for the price of one. All right, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we've got more NCIA highlights from 2016. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Register now at www.seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. The NCIA Seed to Sale Show, the largest cannabis business event to be held in Denver, will host over 2,000 cannabis professionals and focus on innovations and technology in cultivation, infused products and extraction, and sales strategies. The show will recognize the best in the industry with the Cannovation and Canatech Awards. Register before January 6th for $100 savings at seedtosaleshow.com. Use the code RADIO15 for an additional 15% off. Plan your experience now for the NCIA Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st. Seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants... Healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. Cannabis legalization efforts are increasing competition for businesses wanting to make it big. In this complex and fast-changing environment, only the savviest will survive. What are you going to do to stay ahead of the game? Enter New Frontier's free platform, Equio the premier business intelligence, visualization, and marketing platform for the cannabis industry. With Equio, you can stay on top of your store sales, trends, and competition, better understand your seasonality and broader sales trends, identify and compare your top products and categories, and cross-buying opportunities. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. That's EQU. IO.io to sign up now. The power of real time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Cannabis use isn't the only thing growing, so are we. Grow with us. CannabisRadio.com. Get informed. Get inspired and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. I'm your host, Taylor West, Deputy Director of NCIA. And joining me is our Executive Director, Aaron Smith. On this week's Cannabis Industry Voice, we are looking back on the year that was 2016. Now, the biggest event of the year for NCIA, at least in terms of people and, uh, and resources, 
is our annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. This year was our third annual summit, and we hosted more than 3,000 attendees in Oakland. It was our largest event ever. It was an amazing show. We had an incredible lineup of speakers as well as exhibitors, more than we could possibly cover in one show. Uh, But Aaron, I did want to ask you, uh, since we're looking back at the year that was, what your personal highlight from this year's Cannabis Business Summit was. Yeah, it was an amazing event all around, but I I really think the most uh, inspirational moment for me was uh, Gavin Newsom, the lieutenant governor of California, uh, giving an impassioned speech in support of California's Proposition 64 uh, to a to a jam-packed crowd, talking about you know the need to, to reform cannabis laws in California from a social justice perspective and from an economic perspective, and it was just so great to be there in a, in a with uh, such a, a high-ranking official the, the, in a, such a large state and, and also the state that's really the birthplace of cannabis reform, and, and of course as as we all know later. Uh, voted to tax and regulate cannabis for all adults uh, in in large part because of uh, Lieutenant Governor Newsom's support and leadership on the issue. That was an amazing, amazing speech and an amazing moment. You know, Gavin Newsom is currently the Lieutenant Governor of California, but a lot of people think he is if not the front runner, at least a front runner to uh, be governor in in the 2018 California election. So it's really cool to see someone who has what appears to be a very bright political future really staking himself to this cannabis issue. It says something again, and this is sort of a theme I think for this podcast you know, over the year, seeing uh, how uh, the perception of the industry is really changing among political leaders. Uh, he was, as Aaron said, very passionate about both the the need for legalization and the need for smart regulatory plans to deal with it. And uh, we were really excited that our attendees got to be a part of something so exciting. This was definitely a year with a lot of firsts, a lot of exciting advancements for NCIA. We saw a lot of new things that we added to our organization. Um, one of those categories was in our benefits for members. We are, as we grow, hoping to offer more and more benefits to our members beyond just the incredibly important political advocacy work that we do. We really want to be an organization that provides our members with tools that help them succeed in business as well. So as part of that, we partnered with a cannabis industry market research firm called BDS Analytics. They are a member of ours based in Boulder, Colorado, and they do uh, all kinds of market research and business intelligence. um, And through our partnership, they are providing our members with free access to a huge amount of their business intelligence and data. Data is an incredibly important part of decision-making for businesses nowadays. So having access to some of the most sophisticated data in the industry really is a a huge benefit if you are a a business trying to make strategic decisions. We also launched for our members the Cannabis Expert Calling Network. And that's a, a network where members can offer their expertise to people across the country and around the world who are looking for information about all aspects of the industry. 
So if you were an expert in cultivation, you could have a profile on the Cannabis Expert Calling Network, and people can actually set up paid consultations with you through that network. That's a, a really great way to sort of translate all those requests from people who want to pick your brain into something uh, where you're getting a little bit of, of payment for your time. So if you're interested in either the BDS Analytics Benefit or the Cannabis Expert Calling Network, there's more information about both of those uh, on our website at thecannabisindustry.org. And then as we head into 2017, we're also adding a lot of opportunities for our members to get more directly involved in NCIA activities. One of those ways is that we are expanding our NCIA committees. And those are small groups focused on specific sectors or aspects of the industry where members can join and volunteer their time to help uh, develop uh, educational programs, to help uh, come up with best practices, Uh, and really help kind of drive the agenda of NCIA moving forward. Again, more information about that on our website. Uh, We're very excited to see those continue to expand in 2017. And then, Erin, you've been particularly involved in another new initiative with NCIA, uh, the NCIA Policy Council, which is uh, sort of opening up a new front in our government relations work. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, as we've seen uh, incredible progress at the state level uh, for marijuana policy reform and and for the the industry advancement in particular, uh, we are now pivoting to putting even more resources into developing uh, good public policy uh, and good favorable policy for cannabis businesses. And so, with the with the help of our policy council, which is made up of a of a group of of leading uh, members of NCIA. Uh, from expanding the the industry across the country, uh, we're doing really deep dive analysis into uh, what works and what doesn't work for other you know, comparable industries uh, in terms of federal regulatory uh, matters, and developing uh, model regulations for what you know legal marijuana really should look like at the federal level. Because, uh, as I said, we're being taken more seriously now than ever, and and the debate is really moving from whether or not marijuana should be legal to whether or not or, or to how we treat it once it is legal. And so uh, the Policy Council is launching uh, this month, and we'll be looking at, at all aspects and facets of cannabis from seed to sale, uh, from the broader overall, uh, you know, what the broader regulatory scheme should look like, whether it be, you know, regulated by ATF or regulated by FDA uh, or some combination, down to the to more granular issues like packaging and labeling standards and pesticide uh, use and marketing standards uh, to, to really ensure that us as an industry are uh, driving the very best uh, policies for the industry broadly. So really excited about the Policy Council as a, as a new uh, facet of NCIA and think of it kind of like a, a think tank for the cannabis industry uh, and uh, am excited to be able to, to work with our members in that and, and I uh, hope that the listeners will check out our website in the coming weeks uh, as we uh, roll this out. Yeah, I think that's a, a really exciting initiative because Unlike some of the work that we're doing on a day-to-day basis, it, it really is very forward-looking. You know, we're, we're fighting it out every day on the Hill for some of our, our immediate needs, like banking and 280E relief and just protecting the existence of the industry. Uh, sometimes it's easy to get sort of sidetracked by those immediate things. 
uh, it's great to have a group that's really looking ahead for the the long term and the big picture comes to kind of federal regulations. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, that 2016 also brought us a few new people. Uh, the NCIA staff had quite a bit in 2016, uh, and all of the expansion has been to the benefit of our members. So I just want to mention a couple of our new staffers for folks who may not have had a chance to, to meet them yet. Uh, we brought on Meredith Bauer-Holt as our new Director of Membership and Development. So if you're a member of NCIA and you haven't met Meredith yet, I'm sure you will sometime in the near future. Meredith has an incredible background in association management, so she's really going to help us uh, continue to grow NCIA in a smart and strategic way. We also brought on John Din as our new membership coordinator. Uh, if you've called the office any time in the last uh, six months or so, you've probably talked to John. Uh, he's a great energetic addition to the team. He's sort of your frontline guy uh, if you're checking out your membership. And then uh, we also have uh, our wonderful accounts receivable uh, manager, Alicia. Uh, Alicia has been doing uh, the the very important work of reaching out and making sure that all of our accounts are staying uh, current, which, of course, is something that we have to have if we are going to uh, keep the organization running. Uh, so uh, on top of that, we will also be very soon expanding our D.C. office, which is extra exciting uh, because anytime we can put more resources into our uh, DC advocacy efforts, we, we feel great. Uh, so we will be hiring for a new position uh, in our DC office, at growing from two full-time staff in DC to three full-time staff in DC, in addition to our lobbying firms. So that's a, that's a pretty exciting thing to see as we, as we grow our membership, we're growing the staff right along with that. We are going to take one more quick break, and when we get back, Aaron and I will each share our top NCIA highlight of 2016. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. <sighs> cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay, tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase and gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. Pay quick. The safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Everyone deserves the medicine they need. Aaron's premium CBD essentials and CBD nectar products are made from plant-based organic ingredients, grown and processed in the United States. Our unique formula of coconut oil and coconut water, infused with CBD oil, is ideal for all skin types and provides maximum relief. 
Aaron's Essentials was formulated by 9-11 first responder and stage 4 cancer survivor Aaron Sieber. As a cannabis connoisseur, Aaron began making and using his own lab-tested medicinal cannabis products to help relieve the side effects of his rigorous cancer treatments. Visit www.cannosaurbrands.com for more information on Aaron's Essentials and learn how you can pay it forward. That's C-A-N-N-A-I-S-S-E-U-R brands.com. How high do you like your profit margin? Cannabisradio.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. I'm NCIA Deputy Director Taylor West, and I've been reviewing 2016 with Aaron Smith, our Executive Director. We're going to wrap the show up with our top highlights of 2016. And Aaron, I'm going to throw it to start with you. Well, I think for so many in the industry and the cannabis reform movement, watershed moment in 2016 was the November 8th election. Uh, We saw uh, eight out of nine ballot initiatives uh, approve some form of legal marijuana and and probably we're most excited about seeing uh, states like Massachusetts and Nevada and California and Maine approve adult use cannabis in their states and, and in some cases by very, very wide margins. And this is really, you know, beyond the good that that does to the, the, the for policy and the residents of those states, this has sent a really clear mandate uh, to D.C. that the voters are ready for a change and that the time is now to, to change federal law and bring it into alignment with with these states that are taking a more rational approach to marijuana. And, you know, on a personal level, I uh, had the opportunity to, to spend election night in California with, with uh, friends and activists uh, who I've been working alongside of for, well, about a dozen years in some cases. And uh, it was just, you know, really an emotional, emotionally powerful moment uh, for those of us who have been working on this issue since before there was an industry, because we truly feel that, people should not be put in jail for a plant, using a plant that's by far safer than alcohol. And to see the state of California, where, which you know, leads the nation in so many ways and is such a huge uh, share of the national economy and the population, uh, take a step forward uh, to, toward rational marijuana policy uh, was just, just really gratifying and sort of a, a redemption moment too, because in 2010, uh, we were really hopeful that uh, the state would have been the first to, to legalize, and uh, that didn't happen with Prop 19 then. Uh, so it was great to be able to come back uh, six years later and, and finally see it through. That was incredible to watch. You know, you and I, in our very first podcast, did a little bit of uh, review of the election. And, you know, I think there were a lot of people feeling a lot of uncertainty about what the the national scene will look like for the industry. And and that uncertainty is still there. But as you get a little distance from it, you can look back and and see just how meaningful it was that 17 million people voted in favor of regulated cannabis programs. Uh, And that will have a big impact on what happens with federal policy. I'm going to look at a slightly different thing when it comes to my favorite uh, part of 2016. 
you know, we launched a new event series in 2016 called the Quarterly Cannabis Caucuses. It's an opportunity for us to get out into the various states that have cannabis markets and really meet face-to-face with our members and update them on what we've been working on. And I had the opportunity to be at and speak at a few of our cannabis caucuses this year. And I think that really was my favorite part of 2016. When you get a chance to actually meet members face-to-face, you get the opportunity to see how the work we're doing is very valuable, but also how energized and excited our members are about contributing to that work. Uh, You know, sometimes we live in a little bit of a bubble where we see all the things that are happening and not happening on a daily basis. Being able to brief people on that and help them understand where our wins are happening and where we need to do more work uh, was just a really, really feel good kind of experience for me. Uh, so that that's, I think, what I will remember from 2016, although obviously <laughs> the election was quite a big deal as well. And I should say, uh, given that the, the caucuses were my favorite part of 2016, that they will be uh, gearing back up in 2017. We have a full schedule for our first quarter of cannabis caucuses on our website at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Uh, our first ones kick off on January 10th. Uh, and they happen twice a week for the first three weeks of uh, January. So take a look at that calendar, find out if there's one near you, and we would love to see you there. Whether you're an NCIA member or not, uh, it's an amazing way to get updated on what's happening in the industry. And I should also say that we have another larger event coming up at the end of January in Denver. Our Seed to Sales show is an expo focused specifically on innovation and best practices around cultivation, uh, infused products and extractions, and sales strategies. So if you are a direct-to-plant business or you have clients or hope to have clients who are direct-to-plant businesses, this is a great way to get educated on all of the issues and all of the innovations and cutting-edge technology happening in those sectors of the industry. You can find more information about that at seedtosaleshow.com. And that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us for NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Thank you to Aaron for being my co-host or uh, co-show participant today. Uh, We wish all of you a really wonderful holiday season, no matter what you're celebrating, and hope that you have a very happy new year and a very prosperous start to 2017. We will see you in that new year. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.